Support for Talking Art on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with guitarist, composer, and educator Steve Grismore about the upcoming Polyrhythms Third Sunday Jazz Performance by the band Big Fun Iowa, which will be held this Sunday, July 18th, from 5 to 7 p.m. at the River Music Experience in Davenport. Hi there, Steve. Hey, Carolyn, how are you? Now, I really like your band's name, Big Big Fun Iowa, because you can be very serious about your craft, but have a lot of fun along the way as well. What's the story behind it? I think a little bit about it is the fact that we we were kind of centered around the idea of soul jazz and funk and fusion jazz kind of from the 1970s vibe. And there was a very famous Miles Davis album called Big Fun. And I think that had more to do with where the name comes from than anything else. But I do agree that, you know, we just played the, the jazz festival last Friday night and the kind of music we play, it, it is big fun because it's it's it, it's not real esoteric and real heady in in a way, but it is it's groove and lots of great soloing and and I think people in, in many ways it's very accessible to a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. and when you said the jazz festival, that's the mm-hmm. Iowa City Jazz Festival, which we'll talk about in a little in just a yep. little bit. The six members of your band are all they're composers, they're arrangers, like you, they're also educators. And they've reached a very high level of craftsmanship individually. So can you give us a brief rundown or introduction to the other members? Yeah. So it's a six-piece group. Um, We have keyboards, bass, drums, guitar, and I play guitar. And then we have saxophone. And Chris Mertz, who's the saxophonist, uh, usually plays tenor. But he could play something else. I think at this point he's strictly playing tenor. And then we have Anthony Williams on trombone. Mike Conrad is the keyboard player. Our regular bass player is Danny Olean, and the drummer is Tim Crumley. Um, and so Danny and I live down in the Iowa City area. Tim Crumley lives in Cedar Rapids. Um, both, not both, but Mike Conrad, Chris, and Anthony are all professors at the University of Northern Iowa, and I teach here at the University of Iowa, or at least have until recently. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so many of you are educators. And, you know, you mentioned Mike Conrad. He's from Bettendorf originally. So he hails from our community. Yeah. And, you know, I learned I was learned about him um, recently at last month's Polyrhythms concert. I've seen him before on piano, but I had no idea that he also played trombone. He does. And unfortunately, in, in this situation, uh, or not, well, you know, I say that not, it's not the a bad thing, but uh, thank God he plays trombone. What's going on is our keyboard, um, um, excuse me, the trombone player, Anthony Williams, could not make this date. And in the past, we have subbed uh, Bob Washett, who was the former director of jazz studies at Northern Iowa. And so Bob's going to come in and play keyboards, and we're going to move Mike to the trombone chair. So, yeah, he's a very versatile and extremely talented person. He also is the director of the uh, the Iowa Jazz Composers Collective, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Composers Orchestra, I think it's actually called. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, these guys are all really good players and great educators, and we've all been doing this for a long time. And, of course, some of those guys are younger than I am. They're all younger than I am. I think I'm surely the oldest one in the group. <laughs> well, you've been playing the guitar for over 50 years, so that tells us yeah. a little bit about your age. But, <laughs> but the – you know, the individual accomplishments of all the members is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to hear you play. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on Mike because there are so many other 
great members of your band, but Mike Conrad, he, he won the Herb Alpert Young Jazz Composer Award right. numerous times. Um, and, you know, not being a musician, one thing I'm always amazed about is when um, when this level of, of musicianship is reached and, and then also when you're able to play multiple instruments. And the other extraordinary thing is that that most of you play with many different bands and I know you play yep. with quite a collection. So what distinguishes big fun from others you have performed with currently or in the past? Well, geez, you know, I've always growing up. I was, uh, you know, I started out being more of a, as a kid, uh, I started taking guitar lessons in 1965. I was 10 years old. That dates me a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, the Beatles were a big deal and, and, and all that. So when I started playing music, I was, I was definitely into rock and roll and whatever was current at the time. As I got into high school, I did start playing and playing jazz. And I even played in a high school rock band. But the rock band uh, was in the early 70s. It was, it was uh, a band with horns, which was more common at that time. Um, now, uh, to move forward through all this, you know, I, I just have always liked all kinds of different music, including uh, other genres besides jazz. And I currently play in a classic rock band uh, called the Beaker Brothers. We're actually playing at Ribco Friday night. Um, I, uh, I have a group called Three Dogs and a Bone, which is a more avant-garde approach to jazz music, where we have bass, drums, guitar, and trombone. Um, I also uh, many times play with my own trios, which is in, in many cases a little more uh, standard fare, you know, where I can go into a club and play jazz standards and it's very accessible and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's functional that way. And then this group, which is a, is a great festival style group or, or, uh, to, to play concerts and do shows like we're doing, uh, uh, at the Redstone Room for the Polyrhythms this that mm -hmm. July 18th date. So. Yes. Yeah, so really, really wide ranging. And, and it all started with your high school jazz band. So where did you grow up? Well, yeah. So I, uh, my parents moved around quite a bit, but I finally settled in junior high, my, my at middle of the seventh grade year in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. And there happened to be a pretty good little music scene. You know, of course, this is way back in the day. Uh, and and uh, so I played in rock bands all through high school and then uh, joined the high school jazz band as, as well and got that background experience before I went to college, you know. Hmm. And where did you go to college then? Okay. <laughs> well, my freshman year, I went to the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida, which at the time was a, a big deal. Um, Pat Matheny had just, he was there the year before me, and he had just left. And there was this incredible group of musicians on campus down there, including people like the Dixie Dregs band was the University of Miami rock ensemble. Jocko Pastorius was walking around in the hallways. My RA on my in the dorm was Bobby Watson, who ended up playing with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. I mean, I could go on and on. But the University of Miami was my freshman year, and then I and then I went to Arizona State, which I could afford a little better financially, and did a couple years out there and studied in that jazz program. I also got a degree from the Guitar Institute of Technology in the late seventies in Los Angeles. I lived in Hollywood for a year, and then I came back to Iowa and I finished my undergrad degree, and then I got a master's in music theory and taught for three years at the university of Iowa as the director of jazz studies from 1990 to 1993. Mm -hmm. So there. So and, you have a and, long, you have yeah, long. And, and what, 
some of your listeners may not know is that that I also taught at Augustana College for about 20 years. I drove over to the Quad Cities for 20 years uh, part time, uh, two or three days a week. I would come from Iowa City, and that's and you, actually stopped in the in the about ten years ago. Anyway, and you taught guitar there as as well as I think I saw Blackhawk College in Moline. I did. I did a little bit with Edgar Crockett over at Blackhawk. So I've had a really actually an interesting connection to the Quad Cities almost my entire, you know, later adult adult years here uh, from about nineteen ninety five on. You know, yeah. I, a lot of well, I love the the many connections that you make within the jazz community, because you mentioned Edgar Crockett. He also has been a, a regular at the polyrhythms concerts. So, um, and I think he's retiring soon. Right. Well, um, yeah. he just, he is retired. He just mm. went through that. And I just retired. I, I actually, they're going to keep me on as a guitar instructor, but I only, I, I'm, you know, limited to about like six students a semester. So, I, but I have just retired. I'm 65, and I'm stepping away from my full-time position at the University of Iowa. Yeah. So we're all well, that, you know. certainly, it sounds like over that long career, influenced hundreds of students and undoubtedly helped launch some of them into professional music careers. So how great is that? That's It is cool. You know, there are a lot of kids that, uh, uh, going even back into the 90s, but even more recently, like, uh, you know, kids that used to play at the side stages when they were, and I say kids, <laughs> uh, when they were teenagers, they in high school in Iowa City, they would they would get to play on 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 the side stages. And you know, there are some stu- like uh, uh, Rich Med's son, Gabe Med. He's living in New York and doing really well and, and playing with lots of people. Um, Bridget Kearney, who's with Lake Street Dive, was a student at West High, and she played at the Jazz Fest. And and uh, you know, there's been all these kids that have kind of come out of our area, but the kids throughout the state of Iowa. And other places as well that used to come into town and play. The, the Jazz Fest was a, was a, a, a nice springboard for them. Well, yeah. you you also are, are a co-founder of the Iowa City Jazz Festival back in the 1990s. So how does it feel 30 years later knowing that jazz is alive and well in eastern Iowa? Well, it's a good thing. You know, we, 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 uh, they had a successful weekend. They, they've been hit a little bit financially because I think of everything COVID, you know, there's been a pullback a little bit in the sponsorships and this year's festivals was a little different than some, but it was still successful. And actually what's wonderful was just playing. People are so hungry to be hearing live music and to be out and social you know, as we are with music and the arts and dance and everything else, that it was fun and the people were so excited. And uh, I have to say, it was it was it felt really good. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, it's coming back. I know we're all starting to get more more gigs. Mm-hmm. And it, it's looking good this summer and into the fall. So we tend in the Quad Cities to be very you know very focused on Big Spiderback and our jazz mm-hmm. scene here, but. For those people who have not been to the Iowa City Jazz Festival, it's usually held that fir- that first weekend in July. It usually straddles the Fourth of July. Yep. Um, and you co-founded that back in 1991. I read with Mark Ginsburg, and isn't he the the ju- the jewelry store yep. owner? Yep. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, it was kind of like he was the money, and I was the you know I booked the bands and had that connection. So, but we 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 worked well together. You know, it was kind of one of those. Uh, oil and vinegar, but at the same time, it, it tastes good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, uh, Mark and I are quite different people, but but he's a great guy, and and boy, without him, we wouldn't have got this thing started. So, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. 
Well, the pandemic was such a struggle for, for everyone. Are there other factors besides the pandemic that, that makes it a challenge? Are there specific obstacles that you see in terms of hosting a live jazz festival? Well, so, you know, the hard part, first of all, jazz is, is, is a challenge in and of itself. And I, I, you know, to keep the attraction and the numbers up so that people want to give to the event. So it looks good. Um, and that's, that's, that's a bit of a challenge, but you have to keep working at that. Uh, and it's a bit of a hustle. You have to raise money and you have to find ways to do that. So I think there's an opportunity right now to do some uh, reinvesting. And I may get, I don't think I'm going to get back involved in a very serious way, but I think I'm going to help around the edges and come up with some fundraising ideas. And, you know, there's lots of issues, but, uh, uh, I think, I think it's still okay. We just need to tweak a few things and, and try to keep it going. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it is work. Mm-hmm. You can't just assume it's going to be there. You have to shake the trees and you have to be inventive, uh, inventive in how you, um, you know, approach, uh, each year of the event. So, right. Now you've been recording. It sounds like recently on your own label, Corridor Records. What type of music have you been composing recently? Oh God, that's a that's a, you, you have been reading my webpage. You're funny. <laughs> I think you're the only one. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe there's three people. I don't know. Um, um, well, so you know, I, I do different projects, and and sometimes. You know, I had a CD that came out almost 10 years ago with Sam Salamone, who's a great organist in, in, in Des Moines. And I did that record, Besame Mucho. And then I, I also, as I've mentioned, I kind of like some pretty avant-garde style things. And I'm influenced by, you know, whether it's Matheny or Frizzell or uh, Sonny Chirac or any any of the uh, and, and, and crazy, you know, avant-garde guitar, electronica stuff. So I did a CD. uh, uh doing music like that um and i called it gizmo jazz it's just which is a monkey or i use you wouldn't know it's me it's a different part of my email address but anyway and then i did something else which was a long-running project which was it's called the grismore family album and what's interesting in that cd is that i play not what you think i would play it was uh, some original music but mostly acoustic guitar slide guitar much more roots rock, much more. It was about growing up in Iowa. And inside the CD, I have pictures of my mom and dad and my grandmother and grandmothers and, and my brothers and sisters. And I did songs like Harvest by Neil Young and uh, Tennessee Waltz. And, uh, you know, my great grandmother's favorite song was the Battle Hymn of the Republic. So I did all kinds of different things uh, that was just done for the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did a, another album recently called Better Times and then Improvements Are Coming, which was kind of a tribute to Ornette Coleman, one of my favorite musicians who passed away a few years ago now. Um, and I did mostly Ornette Coleman tunes, and I, I also did some free improv and an original tune on there called Better Times, which is the title cut. So that's what I've been doing, and I always try to have you know some projects going. Mm-hmm. So. I'm listening to this long mm-hmm. list of 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 songs and different genres that you play, and I'm imagining you must have quite a few guitars at home. Um, what, what kind of what kind of guitar will you be playing when you come on Sunday? Um, I do. I have about eight guitars, a banjo, and a bass. Um, <laughs> and I usually play my 335. It's a Gibson 335. Um, mm-hmm. Is probably what I'll use. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. 
you've I also noticed on your website you've played with a long list of very nationally recognized jazz artists, including David Sanborn, who was one of my favorites back in the seventies and others. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about all the other things you've done too. You've performed with great local ensembles. You're, you know, you're an educator, you're a composer. I was curious and, um, and it ties into the name of your, of your band. What's, what's been a source of unexpected joy for you in this, in this long musical journey of yours? Well, sometimes you don't realize how much what you do either affects people, you know, in a positive way or makes them happy, or for my students, sometimes how you can influence them by doing what you do, you know. So sometimes you're surprised at the response you get from certain people, uh, even though, you know, musicians have an ego and we like to perform uh, well, most of us like to perform, and it's always nice to perform for a, a crowd of people and, and get that response. I think, you know, it's a, I tell people, since I'll just put it this way, since I retired, people say, oh, so what are you doing now that you're retired? And I said, well, it's pretty much what I've always been doing. I've been playing and teaching some lessons, you know. And, <laughs> but it is kind of the joke. If I, it, I didn't realize that I would be a teacher when I was about 25, you know, and I decided to do graduate school and finish, you know, that I started getting into teaching and realized maybe, you know, I had a, a, a wife and a kid and I was thinking, well, they, people like to eat and, you know, there's things like that. And somehow teaching became a thing I could do. And I enjoy teaching. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like I never planned on being a teacher for 40 years. But this whole time, I've always been a player as well. And now I can go back and focus on that playing part of my life and, and, and enjoy that and, and do that thing. Hmm. Well, it sounds very gratifying. Um, when I hear you talk, I'm, I'm wondering. It sounds to me as almost as if your professional life and your personal self must blend together, perhaps in a greater degree, to a greater degree, than happens to others. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, it strikes me that way. Yeah, sometimes my wife makes fun of me, and I, you know, I need a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the guitar, yeah, I, you know, yeah. Where most people use music as, yeah. There you go. You're very astute. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Steve Grismore, thank you so much for talking today. Well, thanks for having me. I have, this is wonderful, and I hope we see a nice crowd uh, to support. You know, I just want to make a quick note. I think Nate does a wonderful job. The folks down there, and he works very, very hard, and they really need to have support. I, 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 he's a, a, a great asset for your community, and we got to make sure people know that and support him. Okay, absolutely. And that's Nate Lawrence, who yes. has run with with uh, support from other individuals as well. The Polyrhythms series, which is like this hidden gem. So many people don't know about it. It's every month on the third Sunday of each month upstairs in the Redstone Room at, at River Music Experience. And he is like, uh, he has this wealth of knowledge about jazz. It, it's it's so illuminating to have a conversation with him. Yeah, absolutely. He's great. Yeah, He's great. Don't miss the upcoming performance by the band Big Fun this Sunday, July 18th at Polyrhythm's third Sunday jazz series in the Redstone Room at the River Music Experience in Davenport. The show runs from 5 to 7 p.m. and admission is $15 at the door. You can also reserve a seat or table beforehand by emailing Nate, that's N-A-T-E, 
at polyrhythms.org. And for more information about guitarist and educator Steve Grismore, check out gizmo, G-I-Z-M-O, jazz.com. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal. Thank you.